Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm just wondering, is it time to quit your coach? So I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today I want to talk to you about that concept of why you would want to quit your coach. So I'm going to talk about things like maybe your coach, you're out of alignment with your goals and values. Maybe you're not communicating well. Whatever it is that's prompting you, there's something in your gut or something in your head that's saying, this just doesn't feel like feel right. It feels like we're like I'm dating somebody and you know, when you know, it's just not going to work out and obviously you're not dating your coach, but you get that sense that maybe you're not aligned and maybe you're not getting to where you want to go in the amount of time that you thought you would get there. So I hope that after our conversation today, you have some clarity on why you might be considering quitting your coach and maybe you'll have some good ideas to consider in communicating with them. So here's the truth. I've hired my fair share of coaches and therapists. I'm a coach and a therapist myself. So I feel like I have some sound ideas on what works and what doesn't work when it comes to this professional relationship that is geared toward positive change and growth. What worries me about our current culture is this proliferation of coaches who may or may not be all that they say that they are. Maybe some coaches enter the space because it's a popular space right now. Maybe they think it's good money or maybe worst of all, maybe they haven't resolved their past situations or their past traumas and they're not in a good enough emotional space to hold space for you. I remember I had a therapist who told me years ago that you can't take someone any further than you've gone yourself. Meaning that if you haven't resolved your own personal issues or you're stuck on something, you can't make peace with it. If it comes up in your relationship with your clients, if they're experiencing a similar issue, it may be hard for you to maintain objectivity and to be fully present in your client coach relationship. And most of all, to be able to set healthy boundaries. So we're not going to get into, you know, who's a good coach, who's a bad coach. Because truth is, some coaches can be amazing coaches for some people, and they can be not so great coaches for you. Because what, there's over 8 billion people on the planet. We all have different personalities, different goals, different value systems. And what somebody might be a great coach for my best friend, and they just may not be my coach, because maybe the way that they work with their clients does not resonate with me. But my goal is before you begin any coaching relationship, you vet your coach thoroughly. Try not to just go by, oh, my best friend said they're amazing, or my spouse works with this person and had good results. Remember that you are your own unique individual. And the kind of person that resonates with you is going to be different from the kind of person who resonates even with people who are close to you. So, and also in vetting your coach, check out their credentials. Feel free to hold them to the highest standards. Make sure that they have been vetted. Make sure that they have a good, solid credential in coaching and that they've had years of experience, hopefully some practice or 
supervision hours where they've been monitored and coached through their coaching process so that by the time you start working with them, their skills have really been honed in and they're very good at what they do. So all that being said, I want to talk about some big, you know, I've got like four big ones on why I think it might be time to quit your coach. And so I want to start with, it might be time to quit your coach when your coach shows any signs of bias. Like a counselor, a psychologist, or a therapist, a coach really needs to be objective and neutral. It's their job to provide this safe, open space for you to process and for you to explore situations, experiences, challenges, and goals that you're going through or that you're going toward in your life without any judgment. Because the foundation of a healthy client-coach relationship is trust. The health, you know, the foundation of any relationship is trust. If we're going to go in and we're going to pour our heart out and we're going to talk about all the things that are going up on up here, we really want there to be a foundation of trust. And trust means that we know that the person we're talking to is not going to meet us back with judgment or with any sort of bias. So I think that you need to be able to trust your coach and know that talking to them is as safe as writing in your journal or talking to your furry four-leg friend, right? I write in my journal all the time. I talk to Bodhi, my puppy, all the time. And I also talk to my therapist and I've also hired plenty of coaches. I want all of those relationships to feel equally safe. If you hear your coach telling you how you should feel, what you should do, or how you should think it's time to quit your coach. Your coach should be ideally neutral and objective. Someone, hopefully, who isn't a friend or a colleague, because ideally you don't want them to have any preconceived notions about what is best for you or how you should live your life or decisions you should make. So anytime they're telling you how to think, how to feel, what to do, decisions to make, then it's probably time to quit your coach because you don't want to hear any signs of bias. So here's another one. It's time to quit your coach when, drum roll please, your coach, and I kind of alluded to this in the last one, makes decisions for you. I like to use the car analogy where if I'm working with a coach, I'm in the driver's seat. My hands are on the wheel. They're in the passenger seat. In any therapeutic or coaching relationship, you as the client should be the driver, right? Your hands are on the wheel. You're in charge of your destiny. As the coach, I'm in the passenger seat. My job is not to tell you what to do. My, go my goal or my job is to guide you, not direct you throughout your journey. So if your coach is telling you what to do or where to go or how to get there, or they're trying to solve your problems, then it's time to quit your coach. The thing about solving problems is sometimes people want to solve your problems because it makes them uncomfortable 
to watch you or hear you struggle or suffer. So you want a coach who's able to listen to your struggles and know that it's part of the process. It's part of your journey. You struggling is not a bad thing. You struggling is where your potential for growth is. If we weren't struggling, we wouldn't be seeking out coaching in the first place. But you don't want them to solve your problems because it's not their job. It's not their job to tell you how to change your situation. If I'm your coach, my job is to listen to you and encourage you and support you. I'm going to ask you lots of clarifying questions to help you explore. I want you to really dig deep into what matters most to you. What do you most want and what is potentially holding you back? I also want to know what's driving your fears and where your greatest strengths lie. I'm not giving you solutions. I'm not giving you this wrapped up package where you unwrap it and you go, yes, this is the gift of solution I was looking for. Thank you for solving all my problems. Instead, I'm helping you find solutions because I'm doing the opposite of directing you and solving your problems. Because as a coach, I know that if there's any person out there who is best at guiding and directing your life, it's you. You're the person with your hands on the wheel. You're the person who gets to decide when you accelerate and when you put the when you put your foot on the brakes. I'm not here to fix you because you're not broken. So in a nutshell, your coach is going to provide guidance. They're going to ask you questions and help you find answers, but they're not going to give you answers because they know that you have the answers inside of you. And a good coach will help you discover them and trust yourself and make good on them. So I want to pause for a minute. I've hired a few coaches that didn't go so well. And in retrospect, I've had to do a lot of self-reflection. Some of that is on them and some of that is on me. So when I was first launching my online emotional motion program for women and coaching, I was doing it virtually through the pandemic. And I hired a coach because he was really good at creating like sales systems and marketing. And that's where I fall short. I just want to help people. I want to coach them. I want them to feel good inside and out. But I'm not a good marketer and a good salesperson. So I hired this gentleman and he was very upfront and open that he was not experienced necessarily in the work that I do. He had loads of experience in working with personal trainers and creating sales funnels for them. But I had to say to him, hold on, I'm not, I am a personal trainer, but my goal is to be a coach where I bridge fitness and mental health, where I help women get in touch with their emotions and I keep their emotions in motion. So I help them get healthy from the inside out. So he kind of took me on as almost an experimental project, but he didn't know enough about the world of therapy and the clinical work that I do to really help me bridge that gap in the way that I was reaching clients. And it came across as very salesy. And he started kind of telling me, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I felt like he wasn't hearing me. He wasn't pausing and saying, I'm telling her what to do, but I'm not really listening to her and hearing where her sticking points are. She doesn't love to do sales. She wants to reach people from here so that, you know, they feel connected to her. So that relationship didn't work out so well. And I feel like that was a little bit of both of us because maybe... 
he wasn't the right person to hire in the first place. Maybe I needed to be a little more strong in saying, hey, let's step back and reconsider what my goals are because it sounds like you have different goals for me, but I want to go off of my goals, not yours. I want to learn from you, but I want I don't want you to guide the ship. So that's just one example of sometimes we hire people and it's kind of on us to determine, is this really the best person for me? And we don't kind of get caught up in their sales pitch. So I also want to pause and reset for a minute. I'm Angie Miller, and this is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And I'm asking you, is it time to quit your coach? And I'm giving you some reasons why you might want to consider that it might be time to end the relationship. And my guess is, if you're listening to me today, it's because maybe there's something inside of you that's wondering, hmm, I wonder if my clients are thinking about quitting me, or maybe you're thinking about quitting your coach. So I also think it's time to quit your coach if there is no clear roadmap. Like you get out on the road and your GPS isn't working and there's no map telling you what to do. It's almost like your sessions with your coach have no clear direction. And it feels like they're just throwing things at the wall to see which one sticks. Like they're experimenting with ideas or approaches, hoping for some form of success. If that's the case, it might be time to quit your relationship. In a good coaching client relationship, your intake session should lay out a roadmap for both for you based on your goals, what your view of success looks like, and what you would like to get out of the relationship. During that session, it's important that your coach hears what is most important to you and that they're able to offer you a roadmap for how you're going to be able to reach your goals. Your sessions, I think, should be very targeted, very goal-driven, and they should have a clear start and stopping point. Ideally, your coach can help you stay on track and stay true to your goals, but realizing that the work the two of you do together will probably be, need to be updated. In other words, as you start a coaching relationship, you may change your goals as you go along because you're going to grow. You're going to do more self-discovery, gain more self-belief, and you may need to redefine your goals and kind of explore more deeply into yourself and what your goals are. So also, I think in a coaching relationship, your coach needs to have a good idea of who you are as a person, like how you function. So some of you are great at ideas. You're super good. You're, you're great dreamers and you've got these big goals and dreams, but maybe you're not so good at accountability. And I really feel like, like that's me. That's where I fall short. I have lots of ideas and goals, but I'm not so great at like holding myself accountable. So I need to hire a good coach to give me structure so that I'm going to stay on task and not lose self-belief and get caught up in this, oh, see there, I didn't meet my goal again. So a roadmap is key to successful coaching. Knowing where you are and where you want to be and working with a coach to get you there can lead you to tremendous success. But if there isn't a roadmap, there won't be progress. And ultimately, progress is what you're paying for, right? So I've not just had like situations where coaches don't work. I've also had therapeutic alliances that don't work out so well. 
And one in particular that I found that I think resonates with the coaching world too is she had a very strong slant. She had a very strong niche in the type of therapy that she offered. And so her therapeutic approach was very direct, very almost like telling me what to do and how I should solve my concerns. And so that same thing, like maybe you have a coach who is a spiritual coach and maybe your friend is like, oh yes, I know they say they're spiritual, but really they're, they're very good for everybody. And you're thinking, oh, I really don't want a coach who's spiritual. I would listen to your gut and really vet that coach and find out how much of their belief systems are going to come into the coaching relationship, just so that you know right away if there's going to be a clash in values. All right. So it's time to quit your coach when they make false claims. <laughs> so if your coach promises you profound transformation in six weeks or all the answers you're going to need in eight weeks or six figures in six months, maybe stop and take a pause and ask yourself one question. Does life come with guarantees? Because if it does, I want to know where I get one of those guarantees because I have found life does not come with guarantees. Coaching is about life, your human life, your human experience. And guess what? That is unpredictable. Even if you have a life that's pretty steady state, you just don't know what's going to come your way. So what if you're in the midst of a six-month coaching agreement and you have a major setback? Maybe something happens. You lose your job or you go through a big breakup. Your coach can't make promises about your life and where you'll be because it's your life. So you ultimately are doing the work, right? That's why I've had to go back and reflect on previous coaching and therapeutic relationships and think, well, some of that reason that that didn't work with that one particular coach was he could say that I wasn't doing the work, but I could say that I wasn't doing the work he wanted me to do, that we were misaligned in our goals and values. So ultimately, though, you're doing the work. And so you have to be invested. If you're expecting your coach to do the work, you're going to be disappointed. And if your coach promises profound transformation when it comes to human growth and experience, I just don't think that's very ethical because you're going to grow and change at your pace, no matter the coach or their methods. How well they guide and support you and motivate you and connect with you is going to be powerful. But your journey is unique to you and your timeline is going to be unique to you. So those are kind of four of my big ones. And I want to go through some other ones. But again, I think it's time to quit your coach if they show signs of bias, right? If they're biased or prejudiced in any way. It's time to quit your coach if they make decisions for you and solve your problems for you. It's time to quit your coach if there's no clear roadmap and you don't see yourself making progress because of it. And it's time to quit your coach if they make false claims. So here's some other reasons, though, that I think it might be time to quit your coach. One of them, and I've already alluded to it, but I want to just readdress it. If your goals and values are misaligned, that's just a very personal thing. You kind of have to be in touch with what your goals and values are. And you may need to reassess, you know, do your goals and values actually align with theirs? Because if they're pushing their values on you and they're not respecting yours, then maybe it's time for you to go, a, you know, a different direction with a different coach. 
I also think it's time to quit your coach if there's poor communication. But I do want to give you a caveat here. I think that communication is one of those issues that needs to be talked about from the top. So your coach needs to be very clear. I use this app or I only communicate through text or I only communicate through email or you can pick up the phone and call me during these hours. I think there needs to be rules of the road or rules of engagement where you and your coach talk about what's a comfortable way to communicate and they should already have their form of communication laid out for you. And then what's a comfortable timeframe that you can expect them to respond. So if at the beginning of your coaching relationship, they say, I use this app, you know, I use Voxer or I use whatever app I use. This is how we're going to communicate. And I will always get back to you in 24 hours. And if two months into the coaching relationship, you notice that it's taking them 48 hours or 72 hours, then it's time to address it with them. And if it doesn't get better, then I think it's fair to say that it's time for you to quit your coach and not feel guilty about that. I also think it's time to quit your coach if there's trust issues. Again, trust is essential. I talked about that at the very beginning. So if you find yourself questioning their trustworthiness or their integrity, I think it's a red flag. I think it's also time to quit your coach if there's personal conflict. If there's just a clash of personalities or if there's a conflict that hinders open communication or collaboration, then it may be more beneficial to seek guidance from someone else, right? I also think it could be time to quit your coach if you realize a little ways in that maybe they don't have the expertise that you thought they had. But again, I think that's something you need to check on right from the top. What are your credentials? Where are you certified through? How much training and education did you have? Did you have to go through any kind of clinical or supervision hours where somebody kind of guided your ship through the coaching process so that you're prepared to help me in my process? I think it could also be time to quit your coach if there is you know, any kind of unprofessional behavior outside of like personal conflict or trust issues. So if there, if you're, you know, um, a lack of confidentiality, or maybe there's disrespect, or maybe there's ethical concerns, just any kind of unprofessional behavior. But last but not least, I think it could be time to quit your coach. If this or this, if your heart or your head are just talking to you nonstop. And it just feels like something is not fitting together. Like for some reason, the puzzle pieces aren't connecting the way that they used to. Or maybe you just feel like you're, you're, you're stagnant. Like there's just no more growth. Like it worked for six months or it worked for a year, but you need a fresh lens and you need somebody with fresh perspective. I think that's fair. But before you quit your coach, because as a coach and as a therapist, I really feel like this needs to be said. Before you quit your coach, I would invite you and I would actually ask that you clearly and openly communicate your concerns with them. Clearly and authentically express, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Do you think we can talk this through? If they're open and you sense, you know, that their guard is down and they're willing to listen and invite you in, they don't get defensive and they say, oh, I'm so glad you addressed that. 
Let's talk about how we can break through this barrier or resolve this, this kind of inner conflict that you're experiencing. Then I think it's a go. It can be worked out. But if you sense defensiveness or you sense that, that maybe they're just like, oh, they don't like hearing that they might need room for growth, then it probably is time to quit your coach. Ultimately, it's a personal decision and it's about your priorities and your goals. So again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. I invite you to consider, is it time to quit your coach? But before you do, communicate effectively with them, give them a fair shot, and then move forward if you need to. So I welcome all your feedback, all of your thoughts, all of your input, and all of your reviews. I hope that you keep doing what you love and loving what you do, and I'll see you next week. 